You heard me say it, and I believe it wholeheartedly, that if you lead with identity, everything else will follow. But I've had the experience in my work of coming in contact with individuals who want what follows, but aren't willing to lead with identity. It used to bother me and I could not figure out why they did not want to lead with identity. Then it dawned on me that people think that doing identity work means that you're broken. When in fact, it has nothing to do with brokenness and it's not an attempt to fix you. Identity work is about coming in alignment with who you are and not fixing, but honoring who you are and building a brand that is most authentic to who you are. So if you're ready to leave with identity and become a supernormal superstar, visit YourSupernormal.com right now and let's do the work. Hey, what's up, everybody? Listen, if you have not heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. Number one, it's free. Yeah, I got your attention now, right? Number two, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Number three, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Number four, you can make money from your podcast. That's right. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum viewership. Number five, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So right now, download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor. Dot FM to get started. What's up, everybody? My name is Cliff, and you are listening to the What Now Podcast. That's right, the What Now Podcast, where we, through conversation, discuss ways that we can effectively address life's most difficult moments. So sit back, relax, and enjoy tonight's episode. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Transformation 2.0. That's right. Transformation 2.0, where we embrace the uncomfortable conversations that are connected to our purpose. My name is Clifton Pettyjohn. I'm a purpose strategist, author, transformation coach, spiritual leader. I provide tools and strategies to transition you from a life of merely existing to executing a life full of purpose. I want to thank you again for joining us on tonight. I appreciate each and every one of you that watched on last night. I appreciate the feedback from last night. Tonight is going to be a continuation of last night. Now, we heard the first half of the story. Tonight, we're going to talk about the transformation that he experienced and all of those things that embody who Darius Lavelle is, okay? So, again, before we get to him, I want to remind everybody, 
I'm going to open up the phone lines. The phone lines will remain open throughout the entire show, okay? However, those who call in, I have to limit your call to one minute just to make sure that we leave enough time and opportunity for as many callers as possible, as well as leave enough time for our guests to share their story with us, all right? Also remember, we are to be respectful of our guests, myself, and other callers and listeners. Yes, you may disagree with something that's said. However, we learn to disagree from a respectful place, all right? And in doing that, we can all learn and grow from each other. So now, without further ado, I want to welcome to the show Mr. Darius Lavelle. Hey, everyone. Darius? What's up? How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. How are you tonight? I'm I'm blessed. I'm I'm good. I love it. I'm really good. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay, so we're gonna start light again. I always want to start with a light question. Um, last night you talked about how you had a big imagination as a child, and you still have a big imagination. So tonight's yes, question kind of deals with the imagination. Okay. So. Okay. If you had one superpower, what superpower would it be and why? I would have the power to manipulate the mind. (laughs) I would be able to control people's minds and make (laughs) make them feel or see what I wanted them to see. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, I feel you. I feel you. I always go for the invisible route, you know, but that kind of is a good thing and a bad thing, you know, just showing up, knocking some things off the tables and, you know, just scaring some people sometimes, just having a little fun with them. But I like that, playing with that mind. Well, mind you, mind you, mind you, it all depends on the type of person you are, how you choose to use your power. So for me, um, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a good natured person. Um, I have a good heart, so I wouldn't use my powers to uh, for 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 selfish gain, and I definitely wouldn't mm-hmm. use it for any kind of criminal activity. But I would definitely put people in positions of seeing um, their character defects or seeing the the actual reality of their situation. So that can they can see for what it is, and then I would let them go back to their regular mind state, and that way they would be a little step closer to healing from things and changing their life. So now, when you said that, that's actually what I um, what I envisioned that you meant, uh, basically helping them see the opportunity it could be, you know, if they could just go through the process and heal. That's the the kind of what I thought uh, you were talking about, mainly because of what you said in your bio that your purpose is. Can you share with right. the listening audience what your purpose is? <laughs> okay, so wait, wait, wait. Repeat that question one more time. I'm sorry. Yeah, can you share with the listening audience what your what you believe your purpose in life is? So. <clears throat> To be honest with you, I think we have many purposes, and some purposes we're probably going to be aware of, and then some we're not. And because there, there are people's lives we affect 
sometimes it could be just by simple things, um, just by them coming across us or experiencing something that we've created. And we'll never know about it because we either didn't know that person or it was in passing or it happened millions of miles, thousands of miles away. So um, mm-hmm. for the purposes that I feel like that I'm uh, aware of, those would be probably my purposes based upon my testimony. So mm-hmm. I've always been the underdog. I've always been I've, – I've had to struggle with learning how to love myself and what loving myself looks like for me. Um, and based upon the things that I have gone through, be it bullying, be it depression, suicide, um, be it rape, be it domestic violence, um, drugs, um, you know, sexual, sexual promiscuity, um, I think that those are, those all tie in to my purpose, which is helping people struggling with those issues because, see, because I've gone through those things, I have wisdom based upon those things. And what's the purpose of going through those things in life and gaining some kind of knowledge, some kind of um, way of dealing with it or the knowledge of how you came out of it and how you you gained back your control, your power. Um, if, If I don't take that information and share it or turn it into something creative where people could see it in, in their own way, interpret it in a way that they could also use that information, then my life is in vain. Or I, I went through those things and all of that stuff was in vain. And I refuse to die and let everything that I have went through, everything I've put the people that I love through, let it all be in vain. So um, I'm giving back with my story, with my honesty, yes. with my truth. Um, it's hard being vulnerable. It's, it's scary being vulnerable. Um, people judge you on your vulnerability, but there's a sense of gratif- gratif- gratitude. There's a sense of honor. There's a sense of ease when you can admit not only to yourself but to the world that I'm human and yes, I went through this, yes, I did this, but guess what? I overcame it. I did not let that define me. And mm-hmm. you would naturally start attracting the see, we're we're not for everybody. And see, that's why I had I, I, I had to start learning from from myself. I wasn't made for everybody. Not everybody's going right. to like me. Not everybody is going to understand me. Not everybody is going to want to be around me. Not everybody's going to be drawn to me. But for those people that are, whether it's one, two, three, or four, or a thousand, or a million, those were the people that I was supposed to connect to in order for us to learn in life and move forward and evolve. Awesome. I like everything that you said. I want to stick right there with that vulnerability, okay? At what point in your life did you embrace the vulnerability? Like, uh, I know we all have knowledge of what vulnerability is, 
but we all have to come to that aha moment when we're willing to be vulnerable so that we can experience the changes that we desire to experience in our lives. So when did you come to that point of vulnerability? So to be honest with you, um, I feel like a lot of us were born with certain strengths and a lot of us were born with certain weaknesses and they all differentiate mm-hmm. amongst, you know, uh, people and they're to different degrees. Um, for me, I've always been a vulnerable person. I've always been an honest okay. person. I've always been transparent since I was a kid. Um, I always was, I was the kid that went to my mom and I told on myself before anybody else could tell on me or somebody else did, you know, um, and it's, and it's the same with, with like friendships and things, friendships and relationships. I'm that person that when you meet me on the first date, I'm going to lay all the cards out on the table and I'm going to tell you everything about me. And even in that, there was a learning lesson, you know, not everybody can handle that much information at one time because the, depending yeah. on what you've gone through in your life, the severity of it, you know, a lot of people, and then like for, for me, for instance, you know, I've, I've done porn, I've escorted, you know, I've, 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 I have, a, you know, a drug addiction. I've had a drug addiction and it's still something I struggle with. And, I have, I'm bipolar, borderline personality disorder, all of those things. And for, 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 for most people, a lot of people haven't gone through all of that. A lot of people don't even know people like that. And a lot of people don't even know that those are their issues, you know. So when I sit mm-hmm. here and I, you know, give somebody all of, all of that information about me, it can either run them off because it scares them or – it can have them start judging me based upon how they were raised and based upon their, their own thoughts about those issues, you know, or for some people, they probably dated somebody that was a drug addict before and it wasn't a great experience or they dated a porn star and that person just happened to be a real messed up individual. So now they, they built a judgment about porn stars and made it a, the majority you know, has to act like this. So when I divulge that information, it can scare people. So I had to learn how to feed information to people based upon our rapport, based upon our trust levels, based upon time. So certain things, you know, should be told to a person at certain times. Not saying don't ever tell a person this, but you have to make sure a person is ready to handle that and, and, and then you want to make sure this person is going to be a person that's going to stick around. What's the point of me giving you right. all of my information and all of me, and all you want to do is hit it and quit it? And now I don't divulge right, all right. this private stuff to you, and now you have, you're, you know, you have, you have this, this way of either using it against me or going around and, and, and spreading rumors or, you know, whatever the case may be. So I've always been vulnerable but in order for you to be vulnerable, you have to know how to do it and who to be vulnerable with. You can't be vulnerable with everybody. Correct. Absolutely, I agree. And I feel like a lot of people think they're not a vulnerable person, but they just don't realize you are a vulnerable person. You've just been vulnerable many times to the wrong people. Exactly. And sometimes when we're, exactly. when we're vulnerable to the wrong people, 
when the quote-unquote right people come into our lives, now we're defense, you know. So, okay, that was good. Okay, now let's talk about, I hear you talk about a lot about self-love. I saw it in your bio as well. Um, self-love, what, what exactly, I know it's pretty much self-explanatory, but to you, what is Darius loving Darius? See, the thing about that, and, 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 and it should be self-explanatory, but it's not because it looks different mm-hmm. for all of us because everyone is That's different. Everyone has different needs, and everybody has different wants. So when it comes to self-love for me, self-love for me, it's almost like having a child, and mm-hmm. a child is going to want certain things that that they shouldn't have, whether it's too much candy whether it's, you know, I want to stay up late and watch TV all night, but, you know, you got to go to school in the morning. See, it's about giving yourself the same boundaries and limits as you would your child if you had a child. Um, it's it's about making sure that, that you are okay first before anyone else. And that's only because in order for you to sustain your life and be able to give out from yourself to others, you can't be empty. You can't be broke. You can't be – so if you're broken and you're empty and you're still trying to fix everybody else or do for everybody else and loving everybody. It's, you can love people, but love doesn't always necessarily mean give somebody something they want. Mm-hmm. Sometimes what a person right. needs is the complete opposite. Sometimes what you need is the complete <laughs> opposite of what you want. So I, I sit there and you know I, I I may I may want them them Versace sneakers that I see so bad and I got the money to spend it, but I'm living in the moment right then in that situation, not really mm-hmm. thinking about how else can I take you know this twelve hundred dollars and 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 put it in an investment or make it two thousand dollars like. What right. what are my needs? What are my wants? And my mm-hmm. needs have to be met before my wants. And one thing that I started to learn and I'm learning about loving myself is when I start taking care of my needs, my wants naturally are are is met. Like so when I mm-hmm. start making sure that 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 I'm healthy, that I'm doing the things that I need to do to keep up with my health, whether it's mental health, whether it's my physical health. And I make sure that I have a roof over my head and I have good food to eat. And when I when those things are being met, the wants start coming along, the luxuries of life start coming along because what happens is I'm vibrating at a different you know, frequency, a higher frequency. frequency. And and when you're vibrating at a higher frequency, you start attracting other things that are vibrating at that same frequency and it's drawn to you and it comes to you. You don't even have to chase for it. I like that, especially when you're talking about operating at a different frequency. And I think that when we begin to consistently operate at a different frequency, we begin to value that frequency, and we don't want to go back to the frequency that we were once at. So I like that. Okay, now let's talk about 
Darius the actor, okay? Uh, I know you said you're very passionate about acting. How young were you when you developed the passion for acting? So I'm I'm going to um, give you <laughs> – I love this story. Um, when I was six years old, I was <laughs> watching – see, you remember when Video Soul used to come on BET and it was Donnie Simpson and um, Sherry. Sherry <laughs> right. So there was this, this night I was watching um, Video Soul, I believe it was, and – this woman came on the screen and it was a video and she was dancing and she was giving all this attitude. And I, I saw myself in this woman. And this woman that I'm referring to is Janet Jackson. And in the video was Pleasure oh, Trip. And okay. I looked at this woman and she awed me and I saw myself in her. And, and I remember saying out loud, I want to be just like her. And my mom heard me. And in my mom's head, she thought that I was saying I wanted to be a woman, and that's not what I meant. But I got, I, I got, I got an ass, I got an ass whooping for that. And um, oh, but 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 that's not. I didn't. I wasn't meaning I wanted to be a, a woman or a girl. But I saw myself mm-hmm. in her, and from that right, moment, right. I knew I wanted to be an entertainer. It resonated okay. me. It was like it was natural. So with me, I'm I'm very multi talented. So I can I can dance without ever having any training. I can I can draw. I can I write. I write poetry, and you know I can sing a little bit. I can hold a tune. I bet you if I had some vocal training, I'd be pretty good. Um, I can naturally okay, freestyle. Okay. Um, but the one thing that I, I I resonate with with all of see dancing is more so an outlet for me. So if I'm pissed off or I'm angry or I'm emotional, when I dance, I naturally let the endorphins I naturally calm myself down. Drawing is something that would get my mind off of something. So if I'm thinking too much okay. about something or my, my feel, I can sit there and draw and I all that energy I put into the paper. The same thing with, with writing. If I'm emotional, if I'm going through experience, whether that emotion is a good experience, um, good emotion or a bad emotion, I can put that into words, and those words I can just make go together and flow. But the one thing that I know that I, I, I that that I resonate with me is acting, and with the acting because I've gone through so much stuff in my life, and because I am a very sensitive and emotional creature. Like I, I feel, and, and that's another thing that's a part of my diagnosis of being borderline personality disorder. And when people hear that, they say, oh, that means you got different personalities. No, that's not what that means. What that means mm-hmm. is I have an issue dealing with my emotions. So when I feel, I feel. When I'm angry, I'm super angry. When I'm sad, I'm super sad. I feel to the tenth or to the hundredth degree where the average person can feel those things but can also pull back out of it. And I have an issue, my mind and my emotions, I have an issue pulling out of it. And I let those emotions either cause me to do this or cause me to do – I make decisions based upon emotions. And we all know – we should not make big, important decisions while we are in our feelings. So, yes. <laughs> with, <laughs> so with me, that could be a whole me, show by itself. Right. <laughs> with me, 
because I feel to those kind of degrees, it makes me a great person in emulating emotions because I mm-hmm. have felt almost every emotion and I have felt those emotions to a, a tenth to a hundredth degree. And I know what the response of my body, of my characteristics, how I am when I'm in those states. And I know how to project that with I'm giving a character. And I need to base emotion and characteristics off of a character, off of a script, off of a role that I'm given. And I can go back in time or into moments and feel those emotions again. Like, I know what it feels like to feel suicidal, and I know what it feels like to feel suicidal to the 100th degree. So when it comes to having to emulate that, I'm a beast. So it also, and I kid you not, while you're shooting or while you're acting and while you're doing the scenes, like, you never know what it's going to come out looking like. All you know is you're you're doing your, your part, your script, you're working with other actors, or you're doing your scene. And when I first did my first, the first acting thing that I did outside of porn, um, with my clothes on, um, was a, um, <laughs> was a um, web series called Still River, When We Were Young, yeah. um, produced produced by um the you know Henderson, Maddox and mm-hmm. um Signal twenty three television. And I sure. to this day will always be grateful to Henderson because Henderson gave me Henderson gave me the opportunity to do something that I always wanted to do but I was told I wasn't gonna be able to do it because I did porn. I was told mm-hmm. that ain't no porn star ever came from doing porn and, and turned successful like you know, this is going to follow you for the rest of your life. And, you know, I, I didn't let that stop me. And Henderson right. gave me that opportunity. And the whole time that we shot that, I was on drugs. And I don't know if a lot of my co-stars knew it. Um, I think they knew that, you know, my, my, my mood was swinging a lot. And, you know, I was acting a little bit, you know, jittery or whatever the case may be. But I was going through so much at that period of time, you know, that I almost walked away from that project. I almost, you know, just said, almost said, you know what, fuck this. I don't want to do this no more. Um, I don't want to get up to go to set. I don't want to be on set all damn day because I'm high and I got high last night. Now I'm coming down. But I forced myself to go through it, and when the actual, when we had the screening, and I took my mother to the screening with me, and this was my mom's first time seeing what the big fuss all of my younger life was about. And this was, I was, I was, I was, I was 34 at the time, 34, 35, and um, it was the first time I heard my mama say, I was proud, I'm proud of you. And I had been waiting to hear those words my whole life. And see, when I was younger, my mom was the type of mom, like, you're going to go to school. You're going to go to college. You're going to get a nine to five, just like the rest of us. Like only 5% mm-hmm. of the population makes it into the industry, entertainment industry. And the other 95%, 
got to work a nine to five for the rest of their damn life. And more than likely, you're going to be that 95%. And I'm like, no, nah, mama. No, nah, mama. You just don't, she just don't get it. She just don't get it. She's just trying to stop me. Mm-hmm. And when I saw myself, I said, God damn it. When, when you... When you as a person can toot your own horn, you know for a fact you don't right. need nobody else's approval. You don't need nobody else to agree with you. Like, hey, nobody can't tell me I'm not a good actor, not a great actor, because I saw it for myself. And as right. I've been going on this acting journey since Steel River and becoming other parts and, 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 and doing other projects, I not only have gotten better, it's not even as scary or nerve-wracking as it was, and I'm definitely very confident about it. So when I'm confident about something, when you're confident about something, you give it more of your all. True. You know? um, and um, from there, I started in my first independent film. We shot that two years ago. It's called Nightfall, directed by um, by um, Seven. Um, mm-hmm. That comes out. We're supposed. To, I think it's supposed to be coming out next spring. Um, okay. But that that was a, a awesome project, and and Nightfall is really picking up um, the about how the ballroom originated in um, New York City. Um, it de- deals with the lives of Dorian Corey. Um, if anyone is familiar with Dorian Corey, Dorian Corey, she was in Paris is Burning. Um, and it deals with a whole bunch of other figures back in the day in New York, their lives, their real stories. And, and, and seven created, you know, connected all these stories of these people's lives and put it all together. And I was, I'm, I'm very, um, seven King. I'm just grateful that seven gave me that opportunity to be a part of that project. And now I just got casted for a, a web series called The Ordinary, which is produced and directed by um, Alex Jante. Um, and this is going to be something great um, because it's, it's something outside of everything that I've done. And what I'm doing is trying to build a, a resume showcasing my different levels of acting and abilities. Um, and I had my first table read. We had a table read yesterday, and the cast is great. The energy is great. I think that you guys are going to like it if when it comes out. Um, I already love it, and I'm excited to see what the work that we put in, what it's going to look like on the screen. Um, and that's the, the, the – for me, that's the best part is seeing what you produce, what it looks like, because – as you're watching yourself up there, like on on the screen, it's like you for that moment in time, you really don't even see you. You see the character you're playing, and and it's like mm-hmm. almost like God, wow, that's and and that's powerful. That's powerful right. because what that what that has done for me is it's kind of reassured me that Darius, you're on the right path. Darius, you got this. Darius, don't you. Stop and let that dream go because it's showing itself and it's coming to fruition, but it may not have been in my own timing in the speed that I would want it to, 
but it is, right. and I just want to stick with it. And 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 definitely, definitely, it ain't even about the money. It's definitely not about the money. It's all about the experience, and the experience is worth way more than what anything I could get paid for. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, when you you said it was around six years old, six years old, did you do any acting like in you know in school where they have like the school play and all of that? Did you do any acting in that? Um, I actually didn't start doing acting like as a kid. I was very introverted. So, uh, no, I didn't participate mm-hmm. in shit in school. I was in nothing. <laughs> I didn't even want to be in nothing because of all the bullying that was going on. The hell if I'm going right, to stay right. after school and spend my time with the motherfuckers that are bullying me during school. So, no, I wasn't even <laughs> that. But um, I went to Orgathorpe University here in Atlanta, Georgia um, mm-hmm. um, for for a semester. For I was a theater theater major. Um, and then I also went to um, a school that's in uh, uh, Jersey City, New Jersey. Um, okay. And um, I, I went there for a little short time and, and got some experience. Um, and it's always good to take whatever skill that you have, even if you've not been trained at it, it's natural for you. But if you get skilled at it, all that does is perfect something that you already got. And it looks good to people who are looking for that that particular craft. And if you come in and you come in with, with, with actually knowing how to do that, that, that talent and you've been trained on that talent and now you have experience with that talent, ain't nothing you can't do with that talent. So... So how did you hold on to that dream? Like, I think you said your first uh, uh, role was at 34. How did you hold on to that dream and and not give up and not listen to what other people said, what other people thought? How did you hold on to it and just, I'm still going to fight for it. I still believe in it. It's going to happen. How did you hold on to that dream? So you remember when we were talking yesterday, and um, we were we were talking we were talking about um, the fact that you know I did porn, and mm-hmm. and we were talking about the difference between looking at the negative and looking at the positive. Now, mind you, I may have been doing porn, but I was still doing a form of acting. Mind you, I still was doing the porn. And I had people and fans hitting me up, not even saying anything about the sexual parts about the porn, but telling me, damn, you're a great actor. Like, yeah, you good. Like, <laughs> and even, even within that, I saw that even I'm doing something that is taboo or people judge me for, apparently it's paying off because not only am I be building a following, people are noticing me. And if it wasn't for the fact that I did porn, I wouldn't have gotten a lot of the acting opportunities that I've gotten because people know me. And a lot of people in, in the acting and entertainment industry, period, are gay, bisexual, you know, and, and come on right. now, a lot of people watch porn. Right. So a lot of people right. recognize me and know of me. And what that did was Absolutely. it gave me a little, gave me a little extra clout, gave me a little extra right you know, push than the uh, average person who nobody knows 
and made these opportunities possible. Now, mind you, they say you shouldn't regret anything that you've done in your past because it's for those things that have created the now and will create your future. And I started to understand now why I shouldn't regret doing porn because if it wasn't for the porn, I wouldn't be doing what it is that I actually truly love and that I'm passionate for. Got you. Okay, now, what inspires you? Like, what, where do you draw inspiration from? <laughs> Beautiful and intelligent and spiritual people. And um, honestly, to be honest with you, um, I pay attention. I'm a Virgo. I observe. <laughs> I pay attention to everything, and I pay attention to everyone. And I take, like, whether it's Janet Jackson or, you know, whether it's my mother or whether it's the preacher or whether it's the guy that I see while I'm on the on the train platform waiting for the train to come that's sitting there and he's singing. Like, there's inspiration around us in so many different forms. And I, 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 I tune into all of that. That's how, because I'm an artist, so I create, and that's how I'm able to create because I see what's going on around me and what everybody else is doing. And, you know, I, I, I keep the motivation and the spirit alive in me because I've always known it was there. I've known it was there since I was a kid. We all know who we are, and we knew who we are, had more of an idea of who we are when we was a kid. Because remember when we was in school, and they say, what do you want to be when you grow up? And right. I, I, I rarely ever heard anybody say, oh, I'm going to be a you know, janitor, or you know what, I'm going to be a drug addict, right. or oh, I'm going to be a bum. We didn't hear those things. We didn't feel those things. We were like, I want to be an astronaut. I want to be a rock star. I want to be a firefighter. <laughs> I want to, we, 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 we went, we, because as kids, we were more in tune with ourselves than we are now as adults. Whereas you go through life, so a lot of us lose ourselves. A lot of us lose our mm-hmm. dreams. A lot of us lose our passions because life tends to have a way of beating you up and hurting you. Right and telling you you ain't shit, but it's you that has to define who you are and tell life, no, you ain't shit, and I'm going to prove you wrong. Right. I like how you brought up uh, when they ask you in school, during my coaching sessions, that's like one of the things that I do. I make people, I tell them, close your eyes. You're in third grade in the classroom, and the teacher is asking you, what do you want to be in life? And I always tell them, you have to go back to your childhood because that was before you had all the experiences in life that started to tell you you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't. So I, I like how you broke that whole uh, analogy down there. Now, let's talk about the poetry. Now, do, you, do you share your poetry publicly, or is it just something that's, uh, that, like, that you hold privately? Um, no, I, 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 anybody who, who has followed me on social media, especially Facebook, um, and I'm the type okay. of people, person when it comes to my pictures, I, I love captions, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I use that that the caption area to 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 sort of put in my other talents. So 
I I I put poems on my my on my um my my pictures before, and sometimes a person may not know that I wrote it or whatnot, um, because I don't always sign my name on it. But but a lot of that stuff that I write, majority of that stuff that I write is my own material, my own content. And um, to be honest with you, somebody inspired me today to write something, and I haven't written. The last poem that I probably wrote was like probably the beginning of this year. Um, I've had writer's mm-hmm. block, and I've had so much other stuff going on. But um, I, it's really short, but I'll read it for you guys really quick. Um, cool. It says, a brilliant thought. Bought on by seductive feelings caught by the hands of a spiritual connection, built from a foundation of infatuated infection, affection, from where there was once temptation, but it was destined by the affiliation of God. Who are you, but better yet, who are we? As we wake from unconscious sleep, as you caress my heart, as I no longer weep in fear, and yes, my dear, we should definitely bring in the new year. As kindred spirits who have found our way, headed to a better place, as we lay a new roadmap that neither one of us thought as based and produced from a brilliant thought, a thought of change with no actual range that could be reached by any man but only a God who gave us his brilliant, and I mean brilliant, thought. I feel you felt like I was on Love Jones for a minute. That's what's He's up. He's a silly. Nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, okay. Now, the drawing part of everything, because I want to hit as much as possible, um, because I really want people to leave here with a greater understanding of who Darius is versus the character that Darius created. Now, before we do, before I ask you about the drawing, I did want to ask you, um, just as a fan, I want to ask you, why why did you use the name Kid? Where, where did that come from? What what was behind all of that? And, you know, so this is this is this is really really funny. So my first. The first name that I chose for my stage name, my stage name wasn't even going to be Kid. My stage name was going to be my, I had a dancing name. So, like, you know, because I was, like, I was kind of, like, tipping back and forth at this time. Like, what, did I want to be a dancer? Or did I, you know, what was I going to really want to do? And my name, my dance name was Flight. So, my porn name was going to be Flight. And... I don't know in the instance before I signed that first release form, as I was about to sign away my royalty, as you do, um, <laughs> where, and, it, and it acts, you know, for um, my stage name, Kid popped into mind. And it popped into mind, and I don't, and to be honest, I just don't even know. I, it was just something that was, I had never thought of that name before. And I didn't even, correlated with me being so youthful or young, it just fit. I was like, you know what, this is dope. But it couldn't be, but I wasn't going to let it be a regular kid, KID. I said, I got to add something extra to it because, you know, I'm extra. So I added the other D to it, and after that, you started seeing everybody else put kid with their names, but I am the original kid, KIDD. <laughs> There's no other. <laughs> um, I heard that. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, and it, and it stuck. And now that I've gotten older and I've remained youthful, and I think I thank the higher power for for that gift because that's a gift, and I don't age. And I've only I swear I feel sometimes like I got Benjamin Button disease. Like I'm going backwards. My mom was just telling her her <laughs> friend today a story about when I was a baby. You know, I was born I was born with a head full of blonde hair. And my hair fell out, and I was bald until the age of three. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, I'm like, I, I had to be an old man. And it's funny, <laughs> as I've gotten older, as I've gotten older, you know, I feel like I just hit, I hit my my growth spurt in my thirties. So I had always been a, a, a small guy. I was 135 pounds until like the age of 32, and then I started working right. out. I, you know, I started, you know, and, and it, that took a long time. Um, but all of a sudden, I feel like the older the, the older I get, the better I get. I'm not ashamed to say my age. You know, most people lie right. about their age. You know, <laughs> I, I don't, because people don't believe me nine out of ten times. And then I, oh, when I read later, it, I, I was like, when I read your age, I was like, for real? <laughs> hey, we could say we could, we could say my body, age. Like, we could say my age. I'm I'm yeah, 39. 30, I'll be 40 next yeah, year. Yeah. When when I read it, I said, "What? Okay, I didn't know that." Yeah, I'm 198. I'm an 80s baby. <laughs> but Got um, you. but I um to be honest, and even 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 in all that, like you know, I I don't take that for granted anymore. Because people be like, you know, what do you do? What you know, I ain't did nothing extra or special. I actually, if I look mm-hmm. like what I've been through and what I did to myself from drugs and all that shit, mm-hmm. I should look like dirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mm-hmm. should look like dirt. But I've been covered and I've been favored, and I, I, and I, I thank the higher power for all of that. And I, I see why he did that. He, 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 he preserved me for a reason. So I, cause he probably knew I was gonna do all this fuck up shit to myself over life, and and he, he and he's been rooting for me all along, just like he's rooting absolutely. for everybody out there. Absolutely, absolutely. Now I want to talk about the drawing side of things. Um, as we're coming almost to the end again, like this hour came by fast again. But um, drawing, what, what do you draw? What type of drawings do you so, draw? I, I I draw cartoon characters. I've always been um able to draw cartoons and um but I will say this much. I'm not the type of artist that can can think of something out of my head and draw from my head. So so drawing from my own thought. Okay. Like picture something in my head and then I can just draw it. I have to look at something and draw it. So if I have okay. and, and nine out of ten times it's not even abstract. Like I I can do abstract people I can do people. It might not come out looking like you, it's just gonna look like somebody. Um, but it'll be it'll, it'll be good though. But um, if it's a cartoon okay. character, oh yeah, most for sure. And I surprise myself because I I rarely ever draw anymore. Um, mm-hmm. and and to be honest with you, I drew for with chalk for the first time um, like a couple months ago. Um, I was administrative okay. assistant at a school and at a college, and we had this we had this 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 chalkboard that the students could come and, you know, write, you know, positive things and, and quotes on it. And nobody was using a lot, utilizing the, the chalkboard. So 
I would like find me a little cartoon character or something inside of you know Google it inside my phone, and then I would I would find me a good quote to go with it. And I I took some chalk and I started drawing on the board, and I drew a big cartoon character. And then I I can do words, I can do lettering too. And I was doing my letters, and people were like, "Wow, who drew this? Wow!" And I even amazed myself because I had never drew with chalk before. But drawing with chalk gives you more room to be a little messier. Like, you don't have to be so neat and so precise, and it's easier to shade with chalk. So, um, yeah, I, 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 to be honest with you, I discovered a new talent. Like, So, yeah, but um, I don't really draw as much as I used to anymore, so. Okay. Now, what is one thing that you want everybody to take away from this interview? If it was one thing, like everybody forget everything that you said yesterday and today, what would be the thing that you want them to walk away remembering? Don't ever, and I mean ever, give up on yourself and what it is you truly want in life. It is possible to get it. You just have to work hard to get it. You just, you know what I noticed? Sometimes we don't even know how hard we work to get ourselves in trouble. How hard we work <laughs> to, to, to to find some weed or to find some drugs or to find some money for some drugs. Like we, we put a lot of energy into the wrong shit, to be honest with you. Right. It's that same energy mm-hmm. that we should be putting into building the foundation for the for the life and for the things that we honestly truly want and desire in our hearts. Awesome. Okay. Now wanna go a little with a lighter question. If it was one song that would describe your life right now, what would that song be and why? Hmm. Oh, I. You know what? I. I would. I. I don't know. I. I wouldn't even be able to. 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 To put. Hmm. You know what? There. There. I guess the song hasn't been written yet. <laughs> hey, listen. <laughs> got you. Got you. <laughs> Do you have any? upcoming projects besides the um, web series that you're working on that you wanted to share uh, with the listening audience? Well, um, I, I have I have a project that I am about to start putting some time and energy on that I've always wanted to do, and it's, it's, it's something similar um, of a talk show, um, but that's all I'm going to speak mm-hmm. about that. And, um, okay. Also, uh, and also, just be looking out for for some definitely some more dope photo shoots and um, also some more um, acting projects coming from me um, because I'm about to go full throttle. Okay, now uh, can we talk a little bit about the mental health side of everything? Um, we've seen an uprise in that over the years. Well, I'm going to say a more of a public. Uh, acknowledgement of it a lot of times a lot of those things were hidden uh you talked about you know your own uh, how you know that personally um what do you say to somebody that's out there that has taken their diagnosis and they feel as if like that is the 
tell-all, end-all of who they are, and they're looking at that diagnosis as a negative versus understanding that it's a part of who they are and a part of their story. Well, for for starters, for starters, you're not the only person. Believe me, no matter how many of these these people around you walking around here talking about, they saying they the most craziest ones. To be honest, <laughs> but but at the end of at the end of the day, first we want to remove the negative, um, you know, the the negative feel that has been put on mental health. First of all, it's not mm-hmm. a a mistake or a character defect. Mm-hmm. It's a gift. It's a gift mm-hmm. that you don't know how to control that you let control you. So the government or whoever may sit there and label it as a sickness or a disability when actually it's a gift. And once you start learning about your particular gift, because not one mental health person is the same that has mental health it is the right. same. Like you can have two people that have been diagnosed with schizophrenia, but I guarantee you there's some differences in their schizophrenia. Like, Nobody's the same. Nobody's the same bipolar, none of that shit, because we're all different people. But there are ways to control it. Now, medication, I take medication, but I only take one thing. Like, I don't like antidepressants. I take a mood stabilizer mm-hmm. in the heartbeat because it, what it's doing is it's stabilizing my mood. It's keeping me from swinging. It's keeping me from being having irritability. <laughs> See, I suffer from irritability right, right, because right. The little things pick me the fuck off. And can irritate the hell out of me, including people. Um, but right. because I'm not in a position where I've learned how to control that on my own, I take something for my mood. But when it comes to the the antidepressants, the side effects of those things are so so. I can't. I don't. I don't like feeling sedated and 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 zombified and like you know. But for some people, they probably really need it. Like, like I really need the mood stabilizer, but I don't need the antidepressant. So, again, everybody is different. Um, but And it took me a while to find something that worked for me that didn't have any kind of side effect that I didn't like or whatever the case may be. But I say to people out there, it's okay to 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 see a therapist. Everybody should see a therapist, whether you got a mental health um, problem or not, like, Everybody should have a person to be able to vent to and a person to help guide them to a healthier emotional and mental life. Um, to, you know, fuck what anybody else has to say about your about your shit. Because at the end of the day, like if you end up and you 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 get sick and say for instance you can you get a cancer or whatever Fuck what anybody else has to think. You still got the damn cancer. You still got to live with it. You still got to, you know, you're responsible for your own health. You're responsible for your own self. And regardless of what that looks like to somebody else, that's none of their business. You do what you got to do for yourself to to keep it from killing you or hurting you. And, and whatever that looks like for you and whatever it is that that means for you, you do it. Fuck anybody else because once something has taken you out and you ain't here or you, you let your mental health get to a point where you didn't take the responsibility to control it and now you don't kill somebody, now you don't hurt somebody or you don't hurt yourself, that person that was sitting there calling you crazy all along they fine. They sitting back, still got the same thing going on with them, but now you 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 fucked up. So at the end of the day, mm-hmm. work on yourself, fix yourself, 
Worry about yourself. And, and that's that right there. <laughs> yeah, simple, <laughs> simple as that. Now, uh, real quick, before we, because we're going to go off the air in a couple of minutes, uh, you also talked about you wanted to talk about healthy habits, and I know you've talked about some healthy habits right within the conversation. Uh, but what are some healthy habits that you incorporated in your personal life that have helped you in your transformation? Well, one of the biggest healthy habits that that I, I had to start off with is getting rid of negative and bad people, people that mm-hmm. ain't for me. Birds of a feather flock together, and I am not a buzzard. I am mm-hmm. not nothing of that sort. <laughs> so there should be no reason why I should have those type of people around me. And 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 my thing is, if you can't come into my life and uplift me. And, 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 and provide some kind of substance or value to my life, you're not needed. And your negative comments, if you can't keep them to yourself, then guess what? I got to remove myself from around you, you know, if, if that's how it is, because I, I don't need that to rub off on me and I don't need that to be my truth. And definitely you ain't about to define me. So, um, and then second was, you know, the things that, you know, there's the thing, you know, change the things you can change and accept things that you can't. And I hated, you know, that, that whole skinny thing. Like, you know, I, I, mm-hmm. I wanted more for myself and I, I, I wanted to develop this beautiful creature that I am. And I'm, I'm working <laughs> on that in different degrees. I'm working on that physically. I'm working on it mentally and I'm working on it emotionally, but on a physical aspect, I started working out, and it took a long time. And I'm going to be honest with you, I don't like it. I don't like lifting mm-hmm. heavy shit because at the end of the day, I don't like doing manual labor. So with that being <laughs> said, I don't like it. I don't like it, but guess what? I like the end result. So I push myself. Right. And every time before I have to go into a gym or I have to work out, I have to have a conversation with myself. And that conversation is godly. Darius, you don't really want to do this shit. Darius, yes, you do really want to do this shit because you really want a nice body. You really want to be healthy. You really, you know what I'm saying? And then me is like, but right. Darius, I mean, you you, you look you good the way that you look. I mean, you, you don't, but you know what? If I can be better than what I am right now, let me be better than what I am right now. So, Right. That that was something I got, and I've gotten a lot better. I'm still not that person that's going to be working out uh, two hours, three hours, four hours in the gym. I work out for about 45 minutes to an hour, and that's for me, and that works for me, and it's getting me to where I want to be nicely. Maybe sooner or later in time, I would develop more of a of a discipline to be in there longer and work on some other body parts, but for right now, 45 minutes to an hour does for me. Um, And, you know, I, I do, and people don't realize that my little – small self yes i eat a lot i eat i'm greedy my mama call me greedy all the time man um you know and but if i'm going to be greedy let me be greedy eating the right kind of thing see we get so caught up eating all that junk food you know eating out wasting money but there is a big difference when you start cooking home cooked meals and eating home cooked meals and eating home cooked meals regularly so it's like for me, I can't eat early, early in the morning, six o'clock, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, nine o'clock in the morning. A good breakfast for me, I'm eating around like ten thirty, eleven o'clock. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. that doesn't mean I can't eat a banana when I wake up. I can't eat an apple. I can't, you know, make a bowl of oatmeal 
or I can't take a supplement such as, you know, a, a protein shake or something to put mm-hmm. in my body and give my body something to start off the day with. Um, and then, you know, yeah. of course, you know, eating eating healthy and whatever, like however that looks to you, everybody's different. Like, I'm sorry, I like meat. <laughs> I'm, mm-hmm. not, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not ready to go vegan or, or anything like that. Um, and then when it comes to when it comes to mental and emotional wellness, meditation, taking time out to be to be still and to be surrounded with quietness, because we 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 do so much and we go through so much stuff throughout of a day with emotions and other people's energies and your own energy that we we become so filled with with this 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 massive amount of energy that pretty much is almost like drinking espresso or drink you know caffeine you get filled up with the stuff and you feel good for a moment and you're going but when it burns out it burns out and you're exhausted so to keep yourself regulated correctly you need to take some breaks you need to relax you need to give your mind and your body time to 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 recharge itself and prayer and and this is for me prayer mm-hmm. and prayer for mm-hmm. me may not look like praying to you know the, the person in the bible and all that shit like i have my own definition of my own spirituality and my spirituality is based upon a lot of religions and a lot of different things that i've learned and things that i came into this world already knowing so with that being said i make sure that i feed my spirit feed your spirit like you feed your body always it's, it's always a great thing to 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 fill yourself up with positive quotes or reading self-help books or you know doing doing um affirmations and things of that positive affirmation see all that stuff is filling your spirit and you have to do it every day you got to eat every day so yeah you need to feed your spirit every day and just like you eat three times a day, feed your spirit three times a day. If you eat two times a day, feed your spirit five times a day. <laughs> but feed right, your right. spirit. Cool. You hit you hit every area that I want you to hit. I actually let you talk us off the air. <laughs> oh. We're we're off of the live, so now it's still recording for the replay. But you actually hit one of the questions that I wanted to ask you. You know, off the live, I always ask everybody, you know, um, how do you center yourself? And you brought up meditation, you brought up prayer, you brought up feeding your spirit. So that um, covers that question there. Now, my second question for you off the air is, here we like to recognize what I call transforming transformers, okay? And a transforming transformer is basically somebody whose life they experience transformation in their personal life, and now they've dedicated their life to help others feel or others experience transformation in their life. It's a mentor, you know, a spiritual leader or a coach. Um, do you have two to three uh, people that you would like to honor that have helped you along your way uh, that have been transforming transformers in your life? Definitely my mother. Um, and she's mm-hmm. number one before anybody because that woman is still there for me. Like, there ain't nothing that I have to want for. Um, there's nothing mm-hmm. that I can't go to her about. Um, and I'm thankful and grateful that I I still have her in my life. Um, and 
two. Two would definitely um, be, and I'm going to shout him out, um, Tyre. Um, this man, somebody that came into my life at the right moment, at the right time, and um, he's a holistic healer, um, very spiritual. When I tell you I see God in him, I see God in him from the way that he talks, walks, speaks, moves, all of that, everything, like, and he started to naturally, without him, him, probably without him even knowing it or trying to, started teaching me some tools and some things that I needed moving forward from this point in my life. Um, and hmm, three. Three is God, man. Three good guys. That's what it's 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 because not I don't always learn things. Let me first say this: I don't always listen to shit that people tell me. And even though like everything my mom told me when I was little, like and a lot of us are are fall victim of that. Like we didn't listen; we were hard Listen, I'm a I am that too, so I get it. But there's something about those aha moments. Mm-hmm. There's something about looking at somebody else's life and and being able mm-hmm. to see yourself in that and learning right. from it and and it 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 that ain't nothing but the spirit you know what I'm saying leading you and right. you paying attention to it and listening to your gut like all of that good stuff and um yeah so basically that 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 my mom has definitely kept me going. From birth to now, and this new friend of mine, wonderful guy, um, and anyone who knows him and experiences him, we are truly blessed. Like this guy has, he's 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 amazing. Like I, he he does he has a YouTube video and um, station channel and and everything. And when I watch his material, it's it's like he's always 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 on point. Very beautiful guy, um, but yeah, those are those are right now those the main people that that are my mentors that I go to for for advice. Um, and you know, of course, I have my best friends. Um, I'm not going. I don't want nobody to feel no type of way like I left you out. But no, my best <laughs> friends, <laughs> my best friends are always there for me if I need them if I call on them. Um, Keon, I thank you for always being my brother. Keeps me. He's he's my spiritual. He's my 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 spiritual brother. Like, um, my best friend. Um, and Cliff. Um, they've always been there. Anything that I've ever needed. Um, no filter. <laughs> like they don't judge me. Um, and if anybody could tell you who Darius is, they definitely could tell you who Darius is. Um, and then there's 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 Anthony, and regardless if Anthony knows it or not, you know he teaches me a lot. And his situation and some things that he's going through right now in his life actually just made me a better person. And I thank all of them. Wow. I love them with all my heart. 
Awesome, awesome. Now, I'm interested in this next answer because you made a statement about this as you were uh, talking about your healthy habits. I always like to end our conversation with asking each guest, who is God to them? God is the everything. God is the everything. God is you. God is me. God is them birds outside. God is the trees. God is this bed that I'm staring at. God is these walls that I'm looking at. God is the music we listening to. Like God is everywhere. He's everything. He's everything. And and because to be honest, and this is how Tyre put it, he told me, and this is something he told me today. Everything we see, from the clothes that we got on to these covers on my bed, like all of that was created by a person. It was created, just as God created us, just as we were created in His image. Is all creation. God created all of this. We were created by God. God is us. We are God. So, yeah. There's we 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 are capable of creating the life we want, creating the outcomes we want. We have that much power. That much power. Because we were created in his image and he created all of this. So, yeah. Awesome. Great way to end the conversation. Uh, thank you, Darius, uh, for coming on two nights in a row. You know, uh, and we're grateful that you were willing to share your story. Listening audience, I want to thank you for tuning in um, every show that you tune in. I appreciate each and every one of you. There would be no show without you. Darius, before I close out, I do want you to go ahead, for those who may not have listened last night, Go ahead and give your information, um, your social media handles, so they can uh, link up with you on social media. Most definitely. Um, <clears throat> so I, I operate off of two platforms, um, and that's going to be Facebook and it's going to be Instagram. For Instagram, is Darius underscore Lavelle. That is spelled D A R. I-U-S underscore L-A-V-A-L-E and for Facebook it's just simply Darius Lavelle without the underscore um, and for anyone that's trying to hit me up for, for, for anything else maybe some advice maybe for, for, for some work <laughs> but for whatever reason right. Um, right. you can reach me at email Darius Mitchell D A R I U S M I T C H E L L the number one the number one the number one the number one so that's Darius Mitchell one 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 at gmail dot com awesome listen again thank you all for tuning in Darius thank you again for joining us. Those Thank you for who, having me. Um, absolutely, absolutely. Enjoyed the conversation on both nights. Uh, those who want to know when the next show is, it will be on Friday night. 
You can visit my website to get all of that information. Also, you can visit my website. You can catch the replay of every interview we've done since day one with this show. Uh, if you want to reach out for anything else, you can reach me at cpventilates at cliftonpettyjohn.com. All right? Listen, thank you all. I appreciate each and every one of you. You're all beautiful. And I want you guys to create a great day, walk with purpose, and by all means, execute your vision. Peace. That's right. Peace. Can you identify any areas in your life where stagnation is manifesting? Now, I know some of you might say, no, I can't. Well, I want us to look at stagnation for what it really is. Some people have identified stagnation as something that's not growing or that's not producing. I don't believe that stagnation. To me, stagnation can also be that yes, we're growing. Yes, we're producing. However, we're growing and producing in a manner that's disrespectful to the purpose and the greatness that resides inside of us. And listen, we all have areas where we can identify that we could be doing a lot better in. There's greater potential in those areas than we are experiencing. And guess what? I have a tool that will help you begin to experience transformation in those areas of stagnation in your life. And that tool is called From Stagnation to Transformation. That's right. That is my book, From Stagnation to Transformation. So I want you to head over to my website, www.cliftonpettyjohn.com. I want you to hit there. I want you to hit the Transformation tab. There you're going to find a free preview of my book. That's right. A free preview of my book. And I promise you, after you read the preview, you're going to want to invest in your personal transformation through purchasing the book. So again, hit over there. Purchase the book. Let me know you purchased it. Here's what I always say, guys. If you purchase the book, you read the book, you apply the principles in your life, and yet you still are stagnant in the areas that you are applying them to, and you're not experiencing any transformation, and you can prove to me that you have applied these principles, I will give you a, a 100% refund. That's right, a 100% refund. Why? Because I believe in the application of the principles that are outlined in this book. So again, visit www cliftonpettyjohn.com and purchase your copy of From Stagnation to Transformation.